What's up everyone, this is the Twice Over Film Club and I'm your host Faraz. Today we'll be previewing Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. This episode does not contain any spoilers. We're getting back to just doing any movie, and not just those that are recently released, but we will be continuing to sprinkle in recent releases as well as listener suggestions. So follow us at the Twice Over to see what we're watching and follow along. And also check out the TheTwiceOver.com to see all the previous movies we've done and how we've scored them. Play around with the tally tool and change up the order of the elements and see how each movie fared and what the strengths were for each movie. Alright, on to this episode with myself, Farhan, and Yusuf. Anyways, welcome everyone to the Twice Over. Uh, my name's Yusuf and I'm here with uh, two individuals who experience time at different rates than I do apparently. Uh, Faraz and Farhan. <laughs> Sorry for being late guys. Uh, no, I was late today though. Technically, but Yusuf preemptively. Oh, but I was ready, but I just yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah I, 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 d- I gave the heads up and delayed, but you know, mm. uh, that doesn't. Yeah, but nothing new there, huh? <laughs> nothing new, nothing's changed. All good. We're man. all uh, just uh, moving through time space. Um, so yeah, we're here today to discuss Interstellar, another Christopher Nolan movie, heavy on the sci-fi, uh, 2014 flick that uh, was you know big budget. Uh, heavy on the acclaim, um, and, uh, you know, it was kind of a culmination of, of everything Nolan, I feel like, right? Uh, that was kind of the point in his career where he had been quite established, and all the expectations were in on him already going into that movie. Hey, was this his first movie after Dark Knight Rises? So after the Batman? So. Yeah, yep. Because uh, he had the Dark Knight in 2008, then Inception in 2010, in Dark Knight Rises Dark Knight in 2012, Rises. and then this yeah. in 2014. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the about the acclaim. Did this? Uh, what kind of acclaim we got here? I mean, I think awards. Yeah, I think I think by the time it got to award season, uh, maybe things had cooled down a little bit. It got several nominations, but they were all on the the sound and editing side mostly, and I think that no makes sense. There. Yeah, I think that makes sense for a movie like this, right? But mm-hmm. he didn't get kind of the. He didn't have the award season that uh, you know one would expect, kind of with with the like direction with, with the, or writing. Yeah, exactly. His boy Hans Zimmer did. His boy Hans. He Zimmer got nominated. Did. Indeed. Um, well, I, nominated. The one thing to note with Nolan movies, usually he's always been a big blockbuster summer like release. Like he's never those late fall, which is like award season releases. So like I don't think he's ever really been too concerned about appealing to the academy awards or anything i mean well yeah he's he's been nominated for a couple of things but i don't see any major wins and it's really just uh dunkirk and inception really i think every single of his movies are like summer movies i'm like looking back at all the ones i've seen oh i'm not talking i'm talking about uh just i'm talking about him like winning no yeah i think that's right he he he's been nominated for several things he hasn't really won Dunkirk was probably the movie that you could say fit the the bill for you know going for the awards, mm-hmm. um, and, and that one uh, he was nominated for for best director I recall, um, mm-hmm. but didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, generally he's not really particularly concerned. You know the movies that are really gunning for it because they'll push the release back as far exactly. as possible, and that does help. There's a lot of gaming in the system. Yeah. Um, you know we've I think we've discussed before mm-hmm. how you know whether Oscar and Academy Awards generally are 
are indicative of the quality of something. And, you know, I think it can be hit or miss. And um, I, I don't particularly look at it as like a, a blemish on his record, you know. Yeah, it's no. not Agreed. like Agreed. James Harden who uh, needs to win a title to back up uh, any of his, <laughs> his skill and his narrative, right? I think Christopher Nolan can walk away without ever having one best director. And, and I don't think that's going to yeah. to be really a negative on him, although I'm sure he'd love to win one, right? All right, so let's get into our... I guess our scores for this now, right? Just yeah. rattle, rattle them off in our order. We'll start with narrative. I give it a 95. I'm at a 90. Ooh, 70, 75 for me personally. Okay, Farhan. What was um, generally lacking? Yeah, I I mean... And to be fair, you have an above average score, actually, but yeah, you're just yeah, not as high yeah. as us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not. It's just not something that rates too highly. And this is kind of you know we've we've talked about this with. Um, well, I haven't done a Nolan movie with you guys, have I? No. Um, I mean, he, we did do Tenet. <laughs> we did Tenet. Right, right, right. I was outside of Tenet. Yeah. You know, outside of outside of Dunkirk, what I've seen from Nolan in his big blockbuster movies, which is pretty much all the movies that he does, outside of the Batman ones. Uh, there's it's a really grand kind of story but it's so interesting and that's what is bringing me to the score otherwise i don't think it really to me in terms of the direction there was nothing spectacular it was just average but with the with the pretty good with some interesting concepts obviously and some and, and an interesting narrative interesting story and so yeah that's why i gave it the score that i did yeah, for me, I think I'm waiting within the narrative category. The direction much, like, much heavier than the uh, than the story itself. Like you said, it's a simple, good story, but I think it's grand and it's a big movie. And I just think Christopher Nolan's execution of that is pretty impressive because it's really, really well done. I thought. I think mm. that's I think that's right for me too. I mean, uh, there's there's a lot that he hits hits well. Um, to Farhan's point, the story is just you know, very engaging and, and that does a lot, but I think he, he, you know, he balanced that, he, sorry, he balances that very well. Well, let's go on to the writing score then. I gave this a 60. Yeah, 70, 65, 70, I'll keep it at a 70. Okay. So I, I give this an 80, but I'm willing to be convinced otherwise, I think, because uh, this is my second viewing and I think I was already kind of seeing more holes in the writing than I did the first time around. So, you know, I, I landed where I landed, but, you know, I can I can probably see where you guys are going to be coming from already, but let's hear it. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it's... I guess the biggest thing is too much of it is exposition-driven. It's just trying to tell us what is happening and how it's happening. Otherwise, it's all right, really. It's not, like, horrible, but that just brought it down to below average for me. I mean, all of I mean, we all know like we're not watching this movie for, we're not watching this movie for its writing score. So I mean, this is it's average, if not, it's just enough to just keep you in the seat. Um, but expo- the way you put that phrase is so beautifully. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. It's exposition driven. Yeah, a hundred percent. Is that they, all they do is just explain? It's the question and answer thing, like that. That's like I was talking about be, with Tenet. And so it's nothing spectacular and um, it's not a focus. I know that for sure. So even the 60, I would totally see that happening too uh, as a score. So I, I think it's, it's worth just noting that with a science fiction film, there is going to be some exposition. To me, that's, that's not the worst thing, uh, but you do have to keep an eye on it. And I think there are points where it definitely got away from him a little bit, you know, especially with the movie 
so heavy in the science here. Nolan's big challenge is going to be working the science into the movie in a way that, you know, the the casual viewer, the average viewer can can still understand and enjoy what's going on, even mm-hmm. if they're not like the science buff. Uh, yeah. And you don't want to cheat things either, right? So I think he does that very well at certain points. But, you know, the, the secondary challenge that comes with that is just being able to to, to not have the, the writing be just, you know, talking at somebody and in an unnatural way. So I do think certainly there are moments of dialogue where, you know, uh, they're either just clumsy or far too literal. Um, there's also moments in the movie where I feel like somebody asks a question that based on what we know and what's established about their character, they should not be asking that question. Like there is no, there is no reason for them to ask that question out loud to someone else, but it's done just so that we can get the answer said out loud. So yeah, that's exposition at its worst, I think. Um, and the writing does suffer in places due to that. Um, overall though, I think I enjoyed it and I think he did really do a a very succinct job of, of laying out very complex concepts. Um, and then he does his normal thing. You know, there's various drops and dual meanings, which you'll get from multiple viewings. But those are, you know, nice Easter eggs that are kind of built in there. All right. So let's go on to the acting here. I gave it a 75. 70. I'm, I'm at 75 as well. So I think we have very little disagreement here. Who did you guys like and who didn't you like? I thought Matthew McConaughey was great. <laughs> I thought um, Michael Caine was good. I thought Jessica Chastain uh, and Hathaway also was great. I, overall, it was very good. Um, I think Eric from that 70s show kind of brought it down a little. <laughs> <laughs> Toe for Grace, he, he got a moment in here, right? Yeah, he wasn't bad, but you know, whatever. It, it's it's a good score. So Wait, where was he? He was Murph's uh, partner, I oh, guess, yeah, yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at NASA. He's like, he's like, yeah, he was like a doctor friend or something who ends up. Yeah. yeah Maybe they have that, something yeah. on the side. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> you're just, I remember that. You're just willing a, a relationship into existence there. Good for you, man. Um, let's root for them. Yeah, I think, um, you know, well, there was a pause when you asked who was great. And I think that's for a reason. I mean, I don't think anybody was great. I think everybody was average. And so, again, um, I don't think it's their fault. Matt McConaughey is an amazing actor. Actor, so is pretty much everyone else. Matt Damon is one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, true. I, there's some great. There's some great performers. I don't think that the parts were written well enough yeah. or deep enough for them. Again, it's nothing that I we've we've talked about this in other Nolan films as well. So average performances throughout. I just wish that there was more depth written for some of these characters that could have brought this acting score up. But yeah, so really it's, as of, it's the writing that's kind of bringing their acting down to like an average level instead of yeah, great. Yep. I, I think yeah. I, I was gonna say that they're actually quite good performances. It's just that there's there there's a lot of things that they were forced to do or things that they just weren't able to to demonstrate on screen that brings it a little bit closer to average for me. Um it's it's pretty much just that. Um there's actually there's a few scenes where I'm like Dude, like I, I can just see that like they were like fed a line and it, it had to be that way. Um, and uh, and maybe it didn't have to be that way. I can probably I can probably, you know, do some revising of this <laughs> of this film and, and say, you know, you should have done the scene a little bit differently and it would have come off a little bit more naturally. But that's really where the acting bothered me. It was it, kind of in these in these scenes where I, I could tell that they were kind of forced into a situation that was a little bit unnatural. So I think they all were really good. And, you know. To, to Nolan's credit, he chose a very good cast here. I think McConaughey did quite well. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, 
overall, I was happy with it. But yeah, it's probably not the standout thing here. Okay, so let's move on to the themes. Here, I gave it a 70. 70. I'm at a 90 here. So I'm a little oh, bit higher. What was so impressive? So without getting into the, the specific themes, um, I think there is kind of a a singular, you know, thematic thread throughout this movie where, um, and this is kind of a problem that I had with, with Tenet, where there isn't really a character focus in that movie. And here I feel like there very much is. Even for a science fiction film, mm-hmm. it all boils down to a specific or a few I could say, but really one specific relationship between characters, right? And and that kind of drives the entire film. And they, they also kind of try to back end that into the science um, in a way, uh, which I thought was kind of clever and a little bit more cohesive. Um, it didn't just feel like, you know, science versus emotion. It, they kind of melded those two concepts together in this movie. Um, and in, in terms of, you know, without saying too much, just how how our emotions or how our natural, you know, emotional instincts um, actually do tie back to kind of an evolutionary standpoint. Um, I thought that was pretty clever and it gave me kind of a, a consistent thread throughout the movie. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, I guess like the takeaway part for themes is pretty strong for me. And I just didn't think the takeaway was good in this movie. There is a pretty consistent theme, you're right. And even execution of it is pretty well done. I mean, I give it an average score, so that's where I'm coming from. Sure, yeah. I had a hard time really finding one overwhelming like theme, if at all. I mean, there's Seems some little like things like discuss. personally... Yeah, things that we can probably, you know, hit in the discussions. But that's kind of my... That's why I gave it an average score because I'm sure they're there. But it just wasn't apparent enough for me to be mm-hmm. like, this is what I learned from this movie. But it didn't you feel know? so empty to you like uh, like I would give Project Power a 15. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay. Right. Again, that's why, you know, average yeah. average score. All right. Let's Should we move on to aesthetics? Let's do it. I gave this 100. Interesting. Interesting. I'm at the 85. I'm at, I'm at 100. Um. I hundred. Yep. So I want to hear from you guys because well, when you I give mean, 100, I know <laughs> you got to back it up, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And especially uh, given the other movies that we've done and the fact that those have not received uh, uh, so high of a praise from you. So why is this a hundred is the best. This is the best in film for you. Yeah, you guys is, agree with yeah, that? This is, this is I, world class. Uh, it is. I think, yeah. <laughs> I, think, okay. I think that's, that's where I come from. And it's not to say that, there aren't other ways of, of achieving 100. Um, mm-hmm. But in the science fiction realm, what he does with the science on screen is just phenomenal. And uh, I really want to talk about this in, in great length at some point, but I'll just sure. start out by saying that uh, for this movie, Christopher Nolan wanted to make sure that he stayed true to the scientific principles that he was displaying on screen. So he got a guy named Kip Thorne, you know, very famous in, in the realm of, you know, astrophysics, let's say, right? And he... He was brought on as a consultant to make sure that things were as close to the accepted theory as possible and that he knew where that line was. They actually ended up doing simulations of what a black hole um, would look like and how it would function um, that had never been done in the scientific field before. They did it as simulations in order to figure out how they were going to display things in this movie. Um, Those findings have since been backed up by actual findings in the scientific field. I think that's phenomenal that like he actually, there was papers that came out of the stuff that Kip Thorne did for Interstellar. Um, And so that should just tell you generally how closely they were paying attention to that. Um, I think some of the shots that were a result of that, um, especially when they were out in space, 
um, were just so beautiful. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll stop there because I could I could gush about it. But uh, <laughs> obviously, Hans Zimmer was 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 no you know he didn't he didn't slump here either. I uh, I think he was really crucial in maintaining like the the tone and feel of this movie as well. Uh, and the music kind of hit on on all cylinders for me throughout. Yeah. So like the I watched this in IMAX for the first time when it came out in 2014. And it's one of those movies where, like, the visual effects, the visual aspect of it, like, sticks with me. Like, I still remember how impressed I was then. Obviously, this time around, I was watching it at home on a TV, and I still loved it. Um, obviously, it's not the same experience. This is a movie where the theater experience just it increases the immersion effect by, like, five magnitude. I don't know. It's just it's well worth it to watch it in theater if any theater out there is going to uh, replay this movie again. Right. But I just remember being so uh, impressed with it, and it is very consistent, both with the music and the visuals. So it's, it's just very pleasant to watch. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I can't, like, think of a movie that could be beyond this in this genre. And this did win in, I mean... So we do have to give credit where credit is due. I mean, I know we were talking about the scores and sometimes they don't match up. I mean, this one best achievement in visual effects, it won an Oscar for that. So, I mean, I don't disagree with you guys on anything. I mean, 85 is a that's yeah. a good score. It could just be a I don't think that this preference. is Yeah, it's a personal preference thing. I mean, I think where you guys are rating this very highly it shows what you look for in a film. Mm-hmm. I look more for um I guess just interesting like stuff that's more challenging to do camera wise, right? That's why s- movies like Birdman are like so high on my list or things like that, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, aesthetically. So I think it's just uh, it's just a difference in how we kind of view that category. Great I, by I, any standards, definitely the top reason it, that from what I'm reading from you guys that you should watch this movie. In my opinion, that is the top reason why. Um what do you guys think? I think that's right, right? I think for, and correct me if I'm wrong for us, but I think that's everyone's highest score, right? Is coming in the aesthetics category. Yeah. Yep. So, yep, yep. I mean, that is, that, that tells you right there. And yeah, to your point, there there are different things that you can factor into. Aesthetics is kind of a, a broad category, right? There's a lot of different things that you can highlight in there. Um, and I think he's done some things really well. But yeah, even you, Farhan, are saying that by all standards, this is nearly a, a must watch, right, for that, for that particular aspect. So um, right. I think that tells you right there, uh, even, you know, despite different preferences like there's a lot to be appreciated in this movie on this front um so you know i, th- I think that's that's a fair assessment for as you mentioned this but man if, if you miss this one in theaters there's almost no way to get that back uh and, and that is a real shame and christopher nolan is very very strong on that right like he just he believes in like the pristine theater experience <laughs> to a degree um he's obviously a bit of a, a theater nerd in that sense so uh you know he he relies on that and he uses it to maximize the theater experience and obviously he hits those notes in this film for sure. If you get a chance, you know, often when his movies are coming out, the few IMAX theaters like that are at like um at like the the muse- the science museums and things like that, those IMAX theaters will replay like mm-hmm. most of his filmography leading up to his next big release. Um, so that's one place I know that if you missed it, you can kind of keep an eye out and try to catch it one time uh, in the near future. But really, that's kind of the one place where you can get the, so, uh, the full the experience I- again. 
the IMAX at Navy Pier would do that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Who did that? Yeah. The okay. IMAX at Navy Pier might do that. Um, the the IMAX at like a museum, the Museum of Science and Industry, or any sort of science museum, um, would would do that. And and they have done that in the past. So that's like really the only place where I've seen where you can really really catch that because any other theater that does kind of older films it's not going to be an IMAX theater right so yeah um, and the music very, box very, theater does a lot of old movies but that's right. not the best place to watch this exactly so very tough to to get that experience back but you know if you're if you're set on it keep an eye out there is a shot or just have a really rich friend who just has a huge <laughs> like uh theater in their basement are, are you offering that's to be our rich friend because yeah um, and the other well um no I'm not that but the other <laughs> option is just to um just watch this on your um your fo- fo- phone. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Uh, got him. Oh, my God. And we close off this if section. Anybody, we'll if see anybody, you guys in the discussion. <laughs> if yeah, anybody we'll watches this movie on their phones, I'm coming after you. <laughs> yeah, don't watch this on your phone, please. All right, we'll be back uh, next week with our discussion, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this production of The Twice Over. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and sharing it with a friend. Want to see what your tally is? Check out thetwiceover.com. All the movies we've done are listed there, as well as what we're watching for the current week. Follow us at The Twice Over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can leave us any suggestions, feedback, or comments. And if you're about it, you can also support us on Patreon. The music you hear on this podcast is from Amerigo Gazaway. You can find his work on Bandcamp and Spotify.